Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara, our beauty podcast. Okay. I'm psyched about this interview coming up. I've been wanting to talk to Matthew from the candle, not even a candle brand anymore, a full on fragrance. And dare I say, you know, I freaking hate this word, but I'm just going to go for it. Lifestyle brand. Yeah. Not even a brand. I'm going to give him house. He's a house. You know, a fragrance house. He's a house. A house of boy smells. Yeah. (laughs) 
the house that boys spend. I don't know if Matthew might correct me, but um, I'm going to give him that chance. Boy Smells is definitely one of my favorite fragrance brands that's hit the scene in a long time. It's very cool. And Jess, you did this interview without me, yes. which we're doing from time to time when some of our awesome guests pop up and scheduling does not allow both of us to be there. But I am so excited for this one. I, I just like, whenever I see these can- would see these candles on, in people's houses or on somebody's desk, I'd be like, okay, cool person. You know? They know what's up. Cool person. Yeah, they know what's up. This is like the 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 right the right album, the right book. Mm-hmm. This is like a the tell, the tell. I'm so excited to listen in. I you. sound so shallow. No, no, <laughs> not at so, all. So shallow. No, we're gonna hang out with the cool people, which is Jess and and Matthew Herman of Voicemails. So yes, let me tell you a little bit about Matthew Herman. Matthew is from Austin, Texas. We're gonna get into a little bit about that. He went to the prestigious Central St. Martin's in London, okay? Um, which means he knows his shiz, okay? He worked at Zach Posen's House of Z. He worked at Nasty Gal, like at like the height of Nasty Gal. He worked at Kendall and Kylie. He worked at Hervé Leger. He worked at Vince Camuto. He was a fashion force. He knows the biz, okay? But then he decided it was high time that he and his partner, David, who is a co-founder of Boy Smells, decided to get into candle making. And in 2015, they both launched Boy Smells, which they describe as a genderful brand. And I'm really curious about this term and we're going to get into that. But regardless of the term, they just make the best candles going right now. All the cool kids are burning them. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the fragrances that they recently launched last year are fabulous as well. And they also make other really cool products. So let's get to it. So Matthew, where are you? You've got like a mood board in back. You're wearing a t-shirt. It's very different here where I'm recording from. We're expecting like a snow, they call it like a, a snow bomb cyclone. Something really bad is coming this way toward. <laughs> You're in a very different situation right now. Where are you dialing in from? Los Angeles, California. I'm very spoiled. I did outdoor yoga this morning at 8 a.m. Uh, in a t-shirt and uh, shorts. So very different situation than New York City right now. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> so I, I know you're not from LA though, right? No, I am from Austin, Texas originally. Okay. Okay. But Boy Smells HQ is in LA. D- Boy okay. Smells has been born and bred in Los Angeles, California. So for anyone who's just jumping in, does not know Boy Smells, they're just meeting you. Like they're, they're taking a chance on the Boy Smells interview. Mm-hmm. I need, like, expel it out for me. You've got one of the hottest fragrance brands right now, home fragrance, personal fragrance. We've mentioned Boy Smells, like, in you know, I, I've lost count of how many times we talked about it in the show. What is Boy Smells? Boy Smells is a fragrance brand at heart. We like to say personal products because we also make a line of super yummy um, underwear. Um, and we'll also be branching out to other categories in the future. But I think it's impossible to discuss boy smells without 
the visual identity of the brand as well. We're called Boy, but everything is comes packaged in pink. So there's this real kind of gender identifier misdirection, you know, because uh, pink is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, clichély traditionally um, associated with girls. And then obviously boy is uh, traditionally male. And as someone who themselves uh, found a lot of personal growth and uh, expansion of identity through wearing traditionally feminine fragrances, Boy Smells, by calling this brand Boy Smells and putting it in a pink box and mixing traditionally masculine and feminine scent notes together and everything that we do, um, you know, this brand really represents kind of poking fun at the binary preconceptions embedded in the social fabric that kind of come out and scent. That's pretty esoteric and like, and, you know, kind of a broad concept, but really we're about having fun and we really make really modern sense that kind of reflect more modern identities. So I want to get to the underwear and, you know, whatever else might be coming down Mm -hmm. the, you know, the pipe, the pipe or the pike. I don't even know what it is. Pipeline. You know, pipeline. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The pipeline, because the pipeline makes products. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll talk about what's coming down the pipe in a little bit. But what I think of boy smells, like the first, my first experience with boy smells were were the candles, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that's kind of like a cool name, like boy smells, like, you know, who's behind it? it? Are there girls who are poking fun at like, you know, these are kind of, I didn't know if it was like, you know, these are masculine smells. I didn't know if it were guys behind it. It was like, it was provocative. And that's mm-hmm. what I loved about it. And then of course, visually, if you don't know listeners, or if you don't know what it looks like, it's this beautiful, elegant black candle holders with like that, you mentioned that like very dusty, beautiful pink packaging. But the actual scents are interesting. So I want you to speak to what the scents are and like, is there like a palette that you guys play in? Like, what is a boy smell scent and what is not a boy smell scent? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what is your brand and what is not your brand? I think that, you know, we always like to take one thing that's familiar and pull it into someplace that's like completely new, right? When I was kind of talking about this, you know, post-gender binary idea of scent, you know, we -hmm. call it gender full rather than genderless, you know, gender full. If genderless is kind of like neutering, you know, and genderless is like sandalwood and like a linen shift dress and kind of this like, you know, it's nothing and it's minimal. Gender full is maximal. Gender full is like, Dries Van Noten X Lacroix, but like insane. I was gonna say this is fabulous. Like this is like, you know, color, color. I, I think like genderless is like cool if you only believe in a binary definition of gender, you know, because that means mm-hmm. like because because like you know, who wants that? But if you believe in like a spectrum of gender and mm-hmm you believe in like a post-binary idea of gender, then I think gender is a really fun place to play and have fun and express yourself because it is, it's it's unlimited, you know? It's, it's whatever you want it to be. And I think what makes a boy smell scent is that 
it takes an idea of something that's traditional and then kind of like blows it out of the water. Like we have scent names like Cowboy Kush, which is like a cannabis strain that's like mixed with being at a rodeo. We have a scent called Ambrosia that's like just maximals of fruits and flowers, like an ambrosia salad. We have one that's called Ash. We have one that's called Gardener. We have one that's called Polyamberous that's like mm-hmm. mixed with like amber. And we're always having kind of like fun with how we name things. And um, it's a little bit provocative. It usually gives you some sort of indication of what it's going to smell like too. I, you're not going to smell anything like it before, but the scent notes are also like recognizable and familiar. So you're going to really feel like these are scents that I know that I grew up with. You know, I might have a memory of them, but they're recontextualized to like really re- represent like my modern best, baddest self. And I want to like put it in my home, in my apartment and on my Instagram feed because it like represents like a very modern me in, in, in the end result. What is like the most un smell smell? Like what would you never find? You're never going to find just like, like a basic sandalwood musk scent. And you're never going to find just like a basic tuberose tulip scent. You're never going to find that like polarizingly like traditional, super masculine log cabin. I wrote it up here on a Harley <laughs> Davidson or that like super feminine, like I tipped the girl in the powder room at, you know, a 1950s hotel, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like those are not the vibe. Like we're not giving like, toxic masculinity or like female <laughs> fragility um in our sets. <laughs> okay, okay. Um okay, so let's talk about like what were you doing before? Now, I I I I clue the audience in a little bit like that you were in fashion, but like mm-hmm. I need to understand how you made this pivot. Yeah. It's um it's kind of funny. So I how far back do we want to go? Let's go back. Let's go let's back. Let's go back. Let's go back to diapers. <laughs> yeah. So I started off by going to Central St. Martin's, which is a fashion design school in which London. Which I'm so jealous. By the way, I have no business being jealous because like I've never like picked up like a pair of like sewing, I don't know say sewing shears. <laughs> I've never like sketched a dress in my life, but I have like fantasies of going to that school. It just seems fabulous. It was. I mean, it was... It was totally fabulous. And as like, you know, a little gay boy from Texas, it was just, you know, even though I'd like gone to New York as a kid and even then high school and like like moving to London and going to like this famous fashion design school that was like hyper competitive to get into and everybody's mm-hmm, like showing sure. up like 5,000% every day. Like it was totally expanded my worldview. And, you know, it's a very international school. London's a very international city. I moved there at kind of a wild time in American history, like not too, uh, like kind of right after 9-11. Like it very like, you know, it was like a really interesting time for me to not be in America and also to be in Europe and kind of really growing a lot and like creatively and as an individual after that, I worked in London for some great designers like Giles Deacon. I stayed there for about five years. Then I moved back to the U.S. I was an intern at Prince Schuller. I was a designer at Zach Posen. I worked for some other really great 
fashion houses. And then I got a call about a job in Los Angeles. I never thought about living in Los Angeles, but I've been reading a lot about this company. It seemed like they were doing really cool things. It was called Nasty Gal. And I moved out to Los Angeles to be a design director on their internal design team there. And the founder of Nasty Gal is a woman named Sophia Amoroso. And she had written a, a book called Hashtag Girl Boss. And the company culture was really about like, having a side hustle. Like they really, really encouraged everybody to, you know, have the next big idea. So I was dating our other co-founder, David Kean at the time. And we were talking a lot about kind of a modern queer identity that I think is like, what we didn't know is kind of like, I guess, kind of queer identity today, but like six or seven years ago, it felt like more at the precipice of it, where it was like, less binary, uh, more about like individuality and like kind of showing up as yourself and however you wanted to show up as as yourself was like cool. I I, I just want to make sure that um, like I'm understanding it correctly. So it's less about being, relating yourself to your sexual identity and just about being yourself. Yeah, exactly. I probably just parroted back exactly what you said to me, but I just want to make sure like I understand. Yeah, I think think, like um, being able to, be fluid in how you show up every day. Like, I want to wear this style today. I'm going to dress like this tomorrow. Like, like I am going to date this type of person today. I'm going to date this type, a different type of person tomorrow. Like, just so much more kind of like, a lot more freedom, you know? Like, a lot more like permission to just kind of like play and experiment in your identity versus like a pressure to be like, figure it out and then like stick to it, you know? And at that time, which was probably like early, um, a nasty gal I would peg to about 2012 time, 2013. Yeah. So let me, I'm not great at math, but you know, something like that. Yeah, I'm just thinking, trying to think where I was around that time. So that, that's why I, I, I could be, um, I'm just kind of approximating. But what do you think was going on in the culture? Because you're, you're, you're presenting an alternative yeah. But an alternative to what? Like, what was the vibe you were seeing either in beauty or fashion that was um, presented? Well, you know, it was right, it was before Millennial Pink. Mm-hmm. And we have like a signature pink color to our, to our brand. And we came out with that. And then, you know, pink kind of became this big craze. And a lot of like looking back at that, I think just is like kind of a return to like feminine values, you know, like allowing mm-hmm. a feminization of mm-hmm. like to permeate kind of our culture of feminine values. And for, you know, as I probably back then consider myself a gay man and now I just consider myself a queer individual, you know, like there was kind of like this one idea of gayness and then there was like counterculture gay, but there wasn't kind of just like a, hey, I've got good tastes and I don't like really care and I just want to like, like have cool stuff and like, you yeah, know, why yeah. does it have to be so charged about this idea, you know, and like labeling everything. And yeah. we just didn't see a lot of that like reflected in stuff we wanted to own and buy. And so we started making candles for fun um, in our apartment. And then later when we moved into a house, into our house, and then one day we were basically like, let's what let's do this let's let's get a box like let's get the nice glassware let's and i was like let's call it boy smells and put it oh, in so pink. you were making like kind of like um 
like lower like lower rent candles at first yeah. like you know we were, yeah we were well trust me i mean like i know how to like cut a dress pattern but i did not know how to make a candle you know yeah, like, and so paint, paint that picture for me how, did you buy like a candle making kit like how did you like how did you start yeah david really um david's background comes from product development and production so you know he was the one really like being like, oh, there's this like candle supply place like outside of town. Do you want to like drive 45 minutes on Saturday and like just go check it out? And we're like, okay. And then they had like some classes and we started like buying canisters. And like back then it was just like paraffin wax that like we could mm-hmm. only get access to. And we we're just like buying like random scents off the shelf that were like not that good quality, but just really having fun and playing yeah. with it and like giving it to people for Christmas presents or birthdays and it was just kind of like this cute little hobby. And I think, you know, being part of the fashion cycle, like David was working um, as head of production at the Elder Statesman then. I was working at Nasty Gal. He had four collections a year. I think I had 10 deliveries a year. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was designing like 80 dresses a delivery, you know, and then there, you yeah, know, it's a lot yeah. of like, it's a lot of like, creative and actual physical consumption, you know? Sure, And we love this idea of, like, making something that, you know, you make one candle. Like, Kush was one of our very first candles, and it's still one of our best sellers, and we're six years into this business. Like, that's such a nice feeling versus being, like, cycling in and out of stuff, like, so fast. It just felt, like, exhaustive and, like, wasteful, like, on, on a personal creative level and then also on like just uh you know like you wear something once and then you throw it away you know kind of consumption level so um yeah and we decided to put it in pink and call it boy smells and you know I look back at that time and kind of like chuckle because I was like okay we're making this for us this totally has a glass ceiling like no one's ever gonna get this like it's gonna be this cute little like weird candle brand that, you know, maybe we'll get in like five stores and it'll be something we do on the weekends, like after work. (laughs) And so when we came out of it, like literally all of my girlfriends immediately like loved it because I didn't realize it at the time, but if I'm sitting there at work and I'm putting on like some rose fragrance or tulip fragrance, you know, and like kind of like tapping into my feminine side, which... I had kind of cut off from myself and not my not allowed myself to mm-hmm. really explore when I was younger. Like my girlfriends across the desk, they're putting like Tom Ford Tuscan leather on and <laughs> Song Tall 33 and things like that. And they're yeah. tapping into their masculine. And I didn't realize by calling up boy smells and putting it in a pink box that both men and women would like really love it. And it was like the sense of permission and poking fun at things that they didn't believe in either. And it had so much more of a universal appeal, like through its humor and like subtext than like I ever expected. It was like a surprise to us. Like we didn't start voicemails and write some big like five-year business plan. It really took us by surprise. And then we grew, we grew into it as like founders, we grew into these roles. We never kind of like planned them from the get-go.
Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. 
I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right, that's about it. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. And what's funny is you, you know, you said at the top that like, you know, it's getting esoteric and you you do have a real ethos behind it, but you just look at the, you look at the box, you can, you look at the, you, can, you smell the smell and you just kind of like get it. You just kind of get that who it's for. It's for everyone. And like, you know, guys, like I remember my husband saw the Casey Musgraves one and he was like, oh, this is cool. You know, and it was just like, he liked it and he was curious. He knew it wasn't a candle that was like, you know, gifted to me by like a fancy brand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't going to smell like, you know, Lily, you know, it was just kind of like, let's check this out. It was interesting and cool. And you just kind of get the brand in one, in one, in the blink of an eye. So no, it's really, really interesting. So um, that's a nice segue to the Casey Musgraves collaboration. That kind of it was a surprise because you don't seem like the kind of brand that is just like coming out, like popping with the celebrity collaborations, but you do like have some very interesting connections and you, but you don't like rely on them. Yeah. So tell us about that. I mean, we got a DM from Casey and I think she's great. Uh, You know, when I think about, what our values are, which like is, you know, this gender fullness, you know, where we're expanding the expectations of, or the preconceptions of, or the limitations, preconceived limitations of gender. Casey's like a total badass. She is a crazy liberal woman writing and producing her own music in Nashville, which is this like super old school boys club and country music radio like doesn't even play her. Like she was passed to even be like allowed to be nominated in the country music category for her most recent album, you know? And I think that, you know, she actually really represents our brand values really, really well. And, uh, you know, she DM'd us and was like, I love Kush. It's my favorite fucking candle. Like, you know, I'm burning on (laughs) on the tour bus right now. And she like sent me a picture and I was like... That's so cool. Like, so you know, when, you, when you opened your DMs, you just like saw like at like Spacey Casey with the with the verified check mark like in your DMs. Yeah, and it was like it was right before the kind of like glow up, right? It was like okay, you know, it was like before Met Gala, like like Golden Hour had just come out. Like she hadn't been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race yet. Like you know, she, okay. like, I, I I didn't I didn't even like listen to the full golden hour uh record yet you know but i i really had remembered her 
from when she first came out with the song Follow Your Arrow, which was like, you know, really speaks to like our brand values. It's like, mm-hmm. be whoever you want and like, don't give a damn. And I, and I'd seen her open for Willie Nelson in Austin, like one New Year's Eve, like I think first album cycle. Then I saw her at a festival in Marfa on her second album. But she was like, it just wasn't like the, the star she is today, but I right, always had like right, a really right. big affinity for her and enjoyed like every time I'd seen her play. So, and I'm from Texas, she's from Texas. And so we just got chatting and I was like, you know, if you ever want to, you know, stop by when you're in LA, she was like, that'd be so cool to do a collab. And I think Casey's like kind of known for like tapping obscure brands and individuals to like work with, you know, she, there's this, one hour like uh glamour photo uh photographer in LA that she like kind of put on the map and like totally mm. supported on her on That's her cool. social media and she was just she thought we had a really cool brand and you know we we just she was down to do something so um she invited me to her shows in New York City and we went to the fragrance houses and uh we drank uh, Manhattan's at one of the appointments because she had like mentioned like the, like uh, that drink and like her notes about like what she wanted the <laughs> scent to be like, and we found something that we really liked, and then we worked on it a little bit more, refined it, like made added more woods to it, made it a little bit more smoky, and then you know we launched that candle February, early February. Mm-hmm. Um, about a month before the pandemic, and yeah. mm-hmm. we had done some other things internally, like invest in digital marketing for the first time ever. And, you know, also when the pandemic came on, like those three things, like this crazy, like fun hit product and, you know, having more of a social presence on in digital media. And then, you know, people really focusing in on home fragrance because everyone was stuck at home. That year of 2020 really kind of ended up being like the year that really like, catapulted the brand um, from... The year you guys really broke. Yeah, from being kind of like this indie little kind of, you know, insider yeah. brand to kind of being something that more people knew about and and really kind of changed the trajectory of the business. Last year, you also broke into personal fragrance. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it has always been the dream, right? That's why we got into fragrance in the first place. Like, it's really you know, personal fragrance was, has always been a really big, important part of our personal journeys with fragrance and how we express ourselves. And self-expression is a really important part of the Boy Smells brand DNA. So when we think about, you know, tapping into your masculine and feminine so that you can be the best, uh, most uh, well-rounded, fully discovered version of yourself, that, you know, personal fragrance is like such a beautiful place to express that. And we've been really lucky. We've won some like awards and, you know, it's done really well. And uh, we're just this year going to roll that out to being a bigger distribution for wholesale as well. So it's an exciting next chapter in our brand. What were you wearing before your own fragrances? I'm sure you wear like yeah. more than boy smells. <laughs> what were you wearing before? I've worn Byredo in the past. I've worn Bully in the past. I've worn Matt at Lynn in the past. I've worn 
Xenu fragrances from Mexico in the past. It's crazy to kind of be like a fan of fragrance and then to like work in fragrance and get to work with like your heroes within the industry. Like the perfumers? Yeah, the master perfumers. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we like blind kind of emailed like our favorite fragrance house that like we always dreamed of working with and being like, would you like take a meeting with us? Like that would Mm. be so exciting, you know? And then like we get there and like they're showing us like marketing decks about like trends and fragrance and we're like included in their like, you know, (laughs) and all their research about like what's happening and fragrance and stuff. And like we're in the deck and I was like, oh my God, I... I've been suffering from imposter syndrome from <laughs> and holding myself back for, you know, for a long yeah. time because when you don't train in something and it's not like you're the first industry that you break into, you know, you're kind of asking for permission to play in that space. Are you talking about beauty or candles or and, like when and you fra- say in fragrance in general because fra- it's like it's a it's it has so much history and there's like about five of like the best fragrance houses in the world and like these master perfumiers work for these fragrance houses and you know their work and like you have admired them for so long and then you get the opportunity they're asking you to work with them it you know you realize you know you know, why didn't I ask them? Why You don't get what you don't ask for, you know? And I think yeah. for um, the first couple years of Boy Smells, we weren't asking a lot, you know, because we weren't from this industry. We were kind of nervous that, you know, I think we would get say said no to. And now we're very, very much not shy to ask for what we want. Um, and it's been great for us personally as co-founders to kind of like accept ourselves as like, you know, important voices in the home fragrance uh, landscape right now. So like Diptyque, Nest, Boy Smells, Sertrudon, it all (laughs) makes sense, right? Exactly. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. So talk talk to me about the other categories that you're doing. So we've done, or you're doing underwear. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it seems kind of like an outlier to like the to the average bear, you're looking at mm-hmm. your website. You're like, okay, you've got candles, you have fine fragrance, you have underwear, but to you, it makes perfect sense in the voicemails world. Absolutely. So you know, we want to make sure that like every moment in your day that doesn't involve other people is like very true to yourself. So like, let's say you light that candle next to your bed. You like slip on your pair of underwear. You spritz yourself with fragrance. I think that those are all opportunities for you to feel like your most genuine self before you go out there and put on your podcast host drag or your yoga drag (laughs) or your picking your kids up from school drag or your CEO drag or whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, you know, we're always kind of modulating and code switching into like different roles that like kind of back into like being palatable for whoever you're interacting with, right? So if your personal fragrance can represent like your best and baddest self, like 
One of ours that I wear all the time is called Violet Ends, and it has like all this smoky tobacco and black tea leaves mixed with like this beautiful violet and rhubarb. Like on one hand, it's like feminine and floral. On the other hand, it's like masculine and smoky and all this stuff. Like to me, I feel like that's the truest version of who I am. That like that totally represents my spectrum of like of like a fi- like a little bit feminine but also really like kind of you know like capable and but like also sensitive like I want to be all of those things mm-hmm. you know and when I can spray that on and I put on my my like gorgeous boy smells underwear and I light my candle and then I go out there and tackle the day I feel more centered within myself and you know giving that sense of permission to like explore embrace and express like different aspects of your personality is like really at what the heart of boy smells is. And, you know, we have these genderful values and, you know, the underwear follows that too, rather than calling them like what would traditionally be called like men's or traditionally women's what's traditionally called men's. We call it the pouch front brief, the pouch front boxer brief. And then for what would traditionally be thought of as women's, we call them flat front. So we have a flat front brief and a flat front trunk. And then the bralette is just the bralette. And uh, like I have guy friends who like wear the bralette out at night, like underneath a blazer to a club and it just looks cool. And I, I just love that we're kind of at the day and age where like, you know, Harry Styles is on the cover of Vogue and like a big dress and people are... Mm-hmm you know, outside of, like, sexual orientation, like, playing with, you know, gender and, like, gender identifiers, like, you know, in a way that is fun and more about, like, you know, using all the crayons and the crayon box and, like, you know, expressing themselves and however they want to. And I hope that, you know, boy smells, home fragrance, fine fragrance, or underwear allows that same kind of sense of permission. Do you think I've, you know, I've written, you know, a couple of stories at least now about the beauty industry and where it's going in terms of, um, you would not love this word, and I understand, but like, you know, the gender neutral, gender, you know, it's like 45 different um, synonyms. I've never used gender full because that feels very um, proprietary to voicemails, but also a very different definition. The beauty industry is trying to go on kind of like a gender fluid space. Mm-hmm. Are you like, I guess kind of like what's your report card on the state of the beauty industry? Do you think like it's it's going great or do you think it's needs some work? Do you think it's a bit of marketing? Do you think like, no, this is great and Boy Smells is, is leading the charge? I think that marketing is a big challenge because like the main qualifiers for understanding audiences is male and female. So we have a very mm-hmm. like, binary set of data. Also, when it comes to retail, you know, there's men's buyers, women's buyers. There's still like a very binary, like divvying up of dollars um, when it comes Mm -hmm. to the larger wholesale landscape. I think beauty is doing a really good job because I think that there's now an intersection of wellness and beauty that lives on the ground floor of a lot of department stores that does not feel exclusively just for women. I find that like color cosmetics, which I think is the most traditionally thought of for women, which by no means is exclusive for women or any gender, but there is a big space of, you know, 
comfort and self-indulgence and self-care that feels very much marketed for both genders. And I don't think a beauty buyer now would consider themselves a women's buyer specifically. So I do feel like there's been a lot of great advances. Are Um, you comparing that with like fashion? Like fashion is like, oh, I buy women's, I buy men's. Yeah, it's like the women's floor, the men's floor. Mm -hmm. Like the women's buyer has X amount of money. The men's buyer has X amount of money. Even like, you know, you walk into like kids stores, you know, like an Old Navy and Gap, you know, like this really like, like, you know, kind of, expected formula for American retail is like walk in and be like on the left is men on the right is women's and like never the two shall meet, you know, except (laughs) for maybe like some homeware or something. Yeah, sure. And in the middle and, you know, you look on Instagram now, like you're seeing guys and like spaghetti strap, you know, tank tops and leotards and, you know, like things that are like, you know, previously thought of as like, silhouettes that are only for women. And I love seeing the deep binaryness of what's happening. But I think it's like most prevalent on social media and it's really happening more in a Gen Z and a younger millennial audience. But it's really beautiful to see like the things that we believed in that felt kind of revolutionary like six or seven years ago when we were like setting up the brand values like start Mm -hmm. to be a lot more prevalent. And yeah, I think it's really beautiful. I, I often say, like, I, I think of voice smells almost as, like, a love letter or, like, a sense of permission I wish I'd given to a younger version of myself. And it's really awesome to see, like, a younger generation of people really kind of living those values without any kind of angst or struggle or it's really more for firsthand than it is secondhand. That's really cool. Well... Before I let you go, I really want to go through the Fat Mascara 5 with you, which is a very quick lightning round questionnaire, I guess. That's exactly what it sounds like. But I've created a fragrance edition just for you. Okay. Just think fast. Mm -hmm. Don't just, just, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. What is the first fragrance you ever wore? Uh, Baby Blue Jean by Versace. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a little bottle, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the little like a, mini yeah, bottle. Yes, yeah, so like a little like Coke bottle. Thing. I still, I still love that scent. What is the smell that reminds you of your childhood? There, I don't know the name of it, but there is a small flowering plant in my neighborhood that I grew up in that I still know the scent of. And we actually, I there's bushes of it in my neighborhood in LA too. And I love it when I walk my dogs, like I, every single time I pass it, I pick it off because it just smells like the same flower that I grew up with in my house. It's kind of like this almondy, herbal, vanilla-y flower. I'll have to look it up, but it's definitely what my childhood smelled like. If anyone knows what he's talking about, please write in and Tell us the name of the almondy herbal. I actually bush. found it the other day doing some research. I just can't remember the name of oh, it. Okay. What is the smell that instantly calms you? Rose. What's the rosiest boy smells candle? The rosiest boy smells candle. We have a couple. There's rose in slow burn. We mm. have a very kind of incensey rose that's called Fleur Shadow. And then we have Cameo, which is this kind of more 
like gingery, uh, like citrus rose, which is really beautiful too. But Mike, when I'm talking about rose, I'm thinking of like just rose water spray, you know, like, like I have like, I have the Santa Maria novella, like rose water spray. That's like, and it also has like, it has something in it, but you can put it on your face as well as like spray it on your sheets. And if I'm having like a stress moment, I just like, Spritz it. I just spray it all over my face, <laughs> chill out, and then and I'm then come, out. come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the best smelling beauty product that is not a boy smells product? Oh my gosh! And you can't say the Santa Maria Novella one because you already used that one. It is the Mario Badescu Botanical Body Soap. Nice. Is it like a gel or like a bar soap? It's a gel, and it's like citrusy and floral. Like, and it's, I don't know, it's everything. It's like, <laughs> it's it, everything. it really is. It's everything. I use it every day. I, and I got it nice. as a gift. I didn't even buy it for myself. And my friend was like, you're going to love this. And they have great taste. And I was kind of like, I don't know. And then I, I use it. And now it's like, I finish it. I buy another one. Oh, okay. It's that good. It was a gift and then a rebuy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we need to find out with a term for that. Because when that happens, that's serious. That's serious business. I know. And I'm sure you're the same. It's like... I mean, we do like giveaway with other brands and, you know, you're an editor. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you get a lot of free stuff. So I'm never like in need of like buying myself more stuff because we also have like lab samples that I'm constantly testing at Boy for Boy Smells products. So there's very few things that I buy for myself. And this is definitely one of them. I understand. Although we did almost run out of shampoo yesterday and that was like, (laughs) oh my God. Like I was like, Jeff, my husband, I was like, I think we got to run out and buy shampoo. I was like, this is is serious. (laughs) Okay. Then finally, what is the yummiest, yummiest smell in the world? Yum, yum, yum. Yummiest? I mean, Oris, I think, is like the chicest, yummiest scent in the world. Oh, I was thinking food. I was thinking like you were going to be like spaghetti pomodoro or like McDonald's drive-thru. The yummiest thing to me in the world, it, well, I grew up in Austin, so like chips and queso, like melted cheese and chips is like, is truly like what dro- like drops me into my soul zone, you know, like when I smell <laughs> that. <that's, laughs> but um, but like if I'm talking about fragrance, like, like things like honeysuckle and orange balsam and then also orris, like I think things like that that are like earthy, but like undeniably like sexy are, are also okay. really great. okay. Chips you and can, queso. You or, can use chips and queso or if you us. want and, 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 and edit out like the chic version. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you, Jessica. This was very, very fun. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 